guys, it's Kate and Ainsley, and thank you for tuning in to Text Me When You Get Home, where we're going to talk about boys and situationships and life as a girl following Christ, because it is not always easy. So, just as some starter information from the two of us, I graduated last year, homeschooled every single year, and I'm the oldest of three children. We are both currently living in the sunshine state of Ainsley is entering into her junior year of college. Yep, going to be heading into my junior year this fall. I am the oldest of eight kids. I am attending Liberty University, and I currently live in a camper on my parents' property. Super cool. You and your two cats. Yes, my two cats. One has three legs. <laughs> Random fact about one of my cats. Oh, we love we love Gomi. We love Gomi. And what is it that you are studying again? Teaching English on a second slash foreign language. That's pretty cool. To teach overseas. Wow, I think that's definitely a, a God calling thing. Yes, definitely. Okay, so let's see. Well, so what we're going to talk about in coming episodes is kind of just a summary of what you talk about with your girlfriends. You've got something going on with a guy, you've got something going on at church. And we are just going to offer our standpoint as your proxy big sisters. I know for me, I kind of grew up with an idea of young love, always assuming I'd be in a relationship from the time I was 18. And I, now I am a month out from being engaged that I was when my mom got married. So <laughs> I know that um, things like that, if anyone can relate on that in that area, um, that can be an aspect that can be kind of hard to grasp, at least it was, it was for me, you know, um, God's got a different story for everybody, so kind of, we can build up this kind of dream for what we had for each other, but, like, for ourselves, but, you know, in the end, like, God's going to have us either way, but, yeah, I know, I know you're sort of in a similar boat with that, yes, yeah, I definitely also had the same idea growing up about being married when you're 18, not really seeing that reality as a 10-year-old girl of what life really is like, and just assuming that, you know, you turn 18, this guy would come along, you meet him, and, you know, you get married and have kids. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat being even further out from when my mom got married, going up on two, almost three years. So, that's crazy. It's feel like a lot of times we can be so kind of captured by the whole fairy tale idea and it's just gonna, you know, you're gonna meet somebody, you're gonna bump into them in a store and it's gonna be love at first sight and it is rough out here. It is. That's not, that's not life, that's not reality for a lot of people, for most people. Yeah. Know, especially as, um, you know, just the general idea of dating and relationships and what those look like have changed so much, which, um, you know, we'll tackle in further detail in the future. Um, but I know for me, you know, it's always been hard when you grow up in a generation where there are five stages and 57 hoops you have to jump through before you're officially official, and it has a tendency to make things hard, but I like to think that that is what um, God designed friendships for. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of have that, that somebody to lean on, so to speak. Yeah. 
So uh, I know for me personally, um, just kind of in between seasons at the moment. Um, not a lot going on, but God really put it on my heart to kind of just share what I know and what I've learned. Um, I feel like my my heart has always been to minister to those younger than me, um, even if they're not younger by a lot. Um, that is still something that you know I've always loved and I've always um, felt called to, especially in my job. Um, I, I teach music to younger kids. Um, like that, and even you, Ainsley, you work with kids too. Yes, that is definitely something that wasn't um, on my heart from the very beginning for older kids. I've always had a heart for younger kids, and teaching them at church, starting a nursery, going up to preschool, and now kindergarten, first grade, and working my way up. So I know for me personally, I um, I kind of have a calling towards uh, ministering to those younger than me. Um, Especially in my job, I work um, teaching younger kids music um, and also kind of working in, in child care. And I know you're similar in that area. Yes, yeah, I, I have, having seven siblings younger than me, I've always loved kids, enjoyed kids. I worked in nursery for years um, at church, working my way up to preschool and now a little bit of kindergarten, first grade, and working my way up, and more recently, middle school girls has been a little more on my heart so yeah yeah. I think that's definitely that's you know for me like I didn't I didn't always kind of see that as an option so to speak because I was so used to working with kids younger than me you know it's my siblings my brother's seven years younger than me my sister's nine years younger than me that's a pretty big age gap and that gives me that heart towards you know little ones especially in early elementary, kindergarten, that sort of area. Um, but now just having recent experience, and now I have, you know, some of the girls that I really do call like close friends are in eighth grade, freshman year high school, you know, that sort of, that sort of age range. Um, yeah. So that is definitely a recent. Yes, yes, definitely. Especially when we're now getting older, we're not in high school anymore, we're heading into our 20s, and we've gone through some situations recently in the last year yeah. that we would really like to help. Yeah. Help younger girls who have gone through maybe the same thing as we have or are possibly heading into some of the things that we've headed into yeah. already in the last year. Some roller coasters, some crazy situations that didn't go as we thought they were going to go that we really had to, had to navigate through and learn through and really lean on God for. Um, prayer, a lot of prayer. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot of it. A whole lot of prayer, <laughs> prayer warriors. Yeah, I know those are those are situations where a lot of times if you don't have someone with like almost direct insight, or someone who has direct experience with that sort of thing, it can be really hard to deal with. Um, I know that I found I found a lot of comfort in talking to people who could like easily relate to me in that area of what I'm going through, you know, when you're dealing with you know, rumors and boys and things like that, it can be, it can be easy to get caught up in it, especially if you're not used to that. You know, if you're going through it for the first time, definitely, especially as I spoke being the oldest. Oh, absolutely. The oldest, and for me, um, having just a ton of brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That is, 
There's definitely. <laughs> so it's a general experience, but, you know, I feel like um, coming out of it, I, at least I think I can speak for the both of us when I say that we want to use kind of what God taught us through that to help these other girls younger than us who are coming up into that same, you know, like season of life that we're in, that we're stepping out of, you yes, know, absolutely. late high school. Definitely. And this podcast is definitely not us having it all together, knowing everything. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, this is more like what we've learned and are still learning along the way. So definitely take what we say with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, as, as always, I know our pastor always says, he says, be a Berean. So, you know, um, we are always going to encourage you to get into the word and you know, we, we joke about prayer warriors going through when you're in the middle of a situation. and Not only prayer, but scripture is such a big deal. Absolutely, yes. It's so, it's so important to be taking that in because God doesn't just communicate with us through prayer. Through prayer. You know, like sometimes it's you open your Bible to a random verse. That's how I found my life first, Psalm 9, 9 through 10. Like, that is, a lot of times God can really speak to us through what we're reading. I mean, it's his, it's his book, it's his word. You know, I love the phrase, like, saying that um, the Bible, that scripture is God's love letter to us. I think that's just, that's so comforting to me. Yes, that's really beautiful. So, yeah, we both have, we both have different kind of ends of the spectrum with going through our teen years. Right. So that's going to be, we're both going to have kind of opposite ends of, of what we were like. And we both have um, very different perspectives to offer. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you kind of get, like, two sides of the same coin, so to speak, because we are very similar, but we did have very different high school years. Yes, it's very different. So a lot of our topics are going to be um, about stuff you would talk about with your girlfriends. You know, you go out for coffee, and you're like, hey, here's what's going on in my life. Pray for me. Or, hey, if you have any sort of advice, have you been through this sort of thing before? That's all we're trying to do, is share what God has taught us through our situations, through our raising, through our years, um, especially through high school. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so I know I mentioned earlier, um, I kind of grew up with this idea of young love, right, high school sweethearts. Um, uh, for for my parents, and this is a joke entirely because my dad is sitting right here, you know, proposing at prom was always a possibility. Um, but, so I kind of, I had this idea in my head, you know, almost like this, like, mental countdown for me. As, you know, growing up when you're, like you said, you know, you're a 10-year-old girl, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get married the same age my mom got married, and I'm going to do all of these things, and I'm going to have this all put together, when, like, in reality... You can't plan that. <laughs> like, you're, you know, finding your spouse, finding this person that God has intended for you to spend the rest of your life with, like, you can't just walk into a grocery store and pluck that person out and be like, you, I'm going to marry you. That's <laughs> that not how it works. Um, and I kind of had to have that moment where it's just like, oh, but yeah, that's, that's going to come when God knows it's going to be best for me. And I think it can be very easy to fall into the trap of assuming, oh, this situation aligned, like it lined up perfectly. 
of course this guy is the one. And I feel like that can get, um, that can kind of cloud your thoughts, so to speak. I don't know if I'm making any sense. But, you know, when you have this scenario, you meet this person when you're young, maybe you're friends for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden there's romantic interest and you jump into this scenario and it seems like everything's great. Really, really easy to think that that's going to go somewhere. Yeah. And And I feel like it can also almost like make you blind to the red flags because it feels so perfect, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, for me growing up, I, I had crushes and things like that, but I really wanted to take my singleness seriously and my parents had, you know, a typical no dating until 18 rule. But I really tried to take that to heart for myself and to make that something that I desired of waiting until I was more mature, waiting until I could actually get married if I found somebody. And I really tried to focus on the female friendships I had and to just grow deeper with those, um, to have women and girls that I could rely on to talk to, to be friends with. And so it wasn't, it wasn't until I was around 19 that I had been friends with somebody for around two, going on three years. And that's when I kind of started to feel like, okay, I could, I could be ready. I think that this could go somewhere. And, and that, was, that was a crazy situation to navigate. It did not go anywhere like I thought it was going to go. Yeah, no, I, I know, especially, I think, for me, you know, we talk about how our situations are so similar. It's like the timeline is so different. You say that you guys are friends, you know, two, almost yeah, three two years. Yeah, two, almost three years. Yeah. And had a situation for about three months. Yeah. So not, just, not very so long. valid, though. Not very like, long, but... Right. Yeah. No. I know what you mean for sure. I know for mine, you know, we were, um, we were friends for, you know, four and a half, almost five years. Um and then, you know, it advances, and when you're friends with somebody for so long and you get along so well, I mean, like I said earlier, and then there's romantic interest, you're like, oh, this is what I hear about. Yeah. You know, I hear about friendships that blossom into something more, and all of a sudden, they're married for 35 years. And yeah, especially when that person comes from the same church as you, and they, yeah. are, they are very active in working in the kids' building, they're very active just doing a lot of these things at church. They're a professed Christian. And, you know, on paper, on paper it looks like you hit all those check check marks as a Christian woman. You know, you grow up, you try your best to just not not lie about having crushes. Like, that's natural. But knowing where to go further with that versus not. And then, you know, you get older and you're like, in the next year or so I could actually pursue marriage right and this person goes at the same church as me they're doing all these things and they you know have interest in you and you have interest back and yeah it just it seems like it would be like like a fairy tale so to speak like it was written out and it was and it was perfect and a lot of times I feel like we don't realize that we need to be taught a lesson so to speak I don't mean like you need to be taught a lesson but you know, God wants us to learn things through that, so it doesn't go the way we thought it was going to go, and I mean, that's exactly where I'm at, you know, I had this situation for 10 months, I mean, almost a year, and it did not end the way I thought it was going to end, and, you know, being 
coming out of that, being six months out of it now, um, it's, you know, I can kind of look back and see, especially now, you know, I'm sitting here with you and I have these outlines written out and we are talking to these girls, these, these young girls that are listening, and I can, I can tell you because I've been through it. Like, hey, this is what you need to look for. I know that you guys are involved in church together. I know that he acts this way in front of all of these people at church. How does he act when he's outside the building? Exactly. How does he act when he's on the phone with you? How does he act just treating a stranger in public? You know what I mean? These are things that I feel like we overlook as Christian young women because we are so focused on the fact that they have, like, just sat with boxes. Exactly. And they've, like, accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. You know, I feel like dating is such a serious thing compared to what the world says it is. You know, you have these ideas, especially, like I said, as a Christian young woman, you know, you want someone who's going to date you for marriage. And, you know, if you want kids, you want to make sure that you're on that track. Christian couple, I think anyone in church can say Christian couples don't date very long before they get married because, you know, they keep God at the center and they have their list of things and they make sure that this person has these same values as they do. And a lot of times you see a mature young person in a relationship. We know a few people personally like that. They will... You know, they know when to cut it off if it doesn't, if it's not going to turn out the way they want it to turn out. And I definitely think, too, a trap that you can fall into that that I fell into, and this was a big lesson coming out of my situation, is that you can't assume that, like you were saying, they do all the things at church, they check all the boxes, it looks good on paper, but you can't assume that they've taken that faith as their own when they're a young teenager and they're being you know, driven to church by their parents and their whole family goes. Right. And, yeah. like, you can't just assume. Yeah. And I think where we can be blind to asking those hard questions because you assume you match up. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I go to church with him and I do all these things. So of course he, you know, theologically lines up with me or with X, Y, and Z. Right. Yeah, I think that, I think that is um, really important. You know, it's also something I didn't really think about a lot until recently, like, just because they go to church, just because they're involved, doesn't mean they're really living it out, you know, there's, um, there's, there's a song, actually, um, called Monday Morning Faith by SEU Worship, um, and it talks a lot about how, I'm trying to think of what the line is specifically, like, hell's not scared of a Sunday faith if it only leads to empty praise, so, like, being able to live out that lifestyle of being a believer throughout your whole life, not just in church, is, is a really big thing that I feel like we don't really pay attention to. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me personally, it has to do a lot with kind of like my Christian bubble at the time. Yeah. I yeah. grew up on the conservative side, and then I that got carried all over high school, and then you forget that like not everybody was born and raised and brought up like you. Yeah. And you know, you can that phrase you can lead a sheep to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. So you can can have your kid constantly go to church and be active in all these things, but it doesn't mean that they're taking that for themselves. Yeah. Yep. That's a big thing I know. Um, 
something else really um, that I've learned is like trusting God when things go wrong and people leave. Because, you know, like people, relationships on this earth, it's all temporary. The only thing that's going to last forever is God. And He is, you know, He's the creator, He's the illustrator, He's the author, He wrote it all. You know, like this may suck right now, but we have to trust that it's for the better. And I know we'll touch on that um, in detail later, but that's just something I wanted to Before we wrap things up, a quick little side note. We will have uh, situation-specific worship songs added to the official podcast playlist on our Spotify. Yes, and you can find the link for that on our Instagram. So make sure to follow and never miss an episode or an update. And we will see you guys next time. And remember to text me when you get home.